Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening. The CRN Evening Show will begin momentarily. Please stand by. The CRN Evening Show is live. Your hosts, Terrence and Justin. Bringing you up to the minute information on Christian headlines around the world and general Christian studies. The CRN Evening Show is live. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the CRN Evening Show. My name is Terrence. I'm joined alongside by my co host, Justin Kataskio! Justin, what's going on, buddy? Hey! It's Terrence Ward! Whoa! That's crazy, man. Where you been, stranger? No, I should ask. I should be asking the, that question to myself. Uh, it's right. great to be back on. Great to be back on, Terrence. What's going on? Well, you know, I was a little bit disappointed, though, that uh, you could be on the show last night, but we understand. We understand. I made comment on the show last night. It's going to give you a little bit of a hard time, but I can't. Because, you know, obviously there's things that we still have to tend to. And, you know, that's that's just a part of life. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all different sorts of things happening all the time. We just have to keep going, you know. That's right. Keep on trucking. Well, tonight's show is going to be an interesting night. We have so many news headlines from around the world that Brother Justin is going to be telling you about. We're going to be commenting on some of those uh, news stories, as well as the debut song right here on the Christian Radio Network's CRN Evening Show, Your Love, by Australian hip-hop artist Christian hip-hop artist Lisey B. Now, we talked about her a few uh, a few nights ago on one of our Praise and Worship uh segments and it was it was an amazing song a just a song filled with words of praise to God and I really think that you listeners out there are going to enjoy enjoy this it's definitely going to open your eyes up to a, another genre of music that is dedicated to lifting the name of God up above all others and then also we continue our do over series of fight you can't win by yourself we're going to be digging into the book of Romans chapter 7 Uh, verse 14 through chapter 8, verse 2. Of course, we're going to take some listener prayer requests and testimonies via our chat, and of course, also on Zello. And then, Justin, it's the CRN Word of the Week after that with your verse that you picked out. Yep, that's right. It's going to be Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. Uh, Brother Paul came to me at the beginning of the week, and he said, hey, Brother Justin, you want to take on something this week? And I said, uh, Okay, let me see. Okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> and he uh, he entrusted me with coming up with the word of the week this week. So I felt led to uh, to share that that scripture. Well, and you know, it's 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 a good scripture too. You know, it it really, you know, Romans is a really good character building. Uh, it's a, a book. You know what I'm saying? Romans is just it gives you a lot of insight. It's that meat and potatoes of scripture that uh, we often should turn to and learn. And then, of course, we've got our song, uh, Lead Me to the Cross by Francesca Battistelli that we'll be uh, playing tonight on our show. And then, of course, we're going to close out our show in awesome fashion. But it's now Justin's turn to talk a little while as we move on to our Christian news headlines around the world. Justin. Yeah, that's right, Terrence. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world uh, these days. Uh We've been talking about all different sorts of things, from Christian persecution to the uh, topic of uh, sexual immorality and it being, um, you know, held to a um, uh, an acceptable standard here in our country. But uh, something right. out of that's hot off the presses here that I really, really like to talk about. And I know this is not a political show, but it's something that we have to address uh, as a nation. And I believe that we should be definitely praying for those who are serving our country. Um, just. 
Earlier this week, President Obama sent uh, two more ships to Yemen, in addition to the uh, aircraft Theodore Roosevelt, as well as a, a guided cruise missile uh, that uh, that was sent as well. Uh, now, these ships were, were being sent to intercept Iranian vessels that are apparently carrying or believed to be carrying shipments of weapons to Houthi rebels uh, in Yemen. Uh, the Obama administration cast the deployment primarily as a show of force, but acknowledged that the, the flotilla could be used to interdict any supplies of Iranian arms to the Houthi rebels. The warships are also meant to reassure Saudi Arabia, an American ally that has been carrying out a bombing campaign against the rebels in Yemen. Uh, you know, it's uh, certainly very scary. I don't want to see another war uh, that we're getting into, so I'd just like to say, Pray for those who are serving our country. Pray for those who are uh, risking their lives every single day so that we have the freedoms that we have, so that we are protected here in our nation. Uh, it's important that we do that. So uh, right. we definitely like to, again, say, you know, pray for those who are who are, who are going over there, that, that God would had it, have his hand uh, in the situation and that uh, everything would be peaceful and without conflict. You know, and I think that's one of the things that— uh... You know, is becoming a bigger sign of the end times is increased, uh, you know, conflicts and increased uh, turmoils and rumors of wars and wars and rumors of earthquakes. And of course, there was breaking news before we went live on the air tonight of a uh, volcanic eruption in the nation of Chile. And we definitely want to send our thoughts oh, and really? prayers, yeah, to those uh, who may be affected by that uh, natural disaster there too but uh, we're going to we'll we'll lift them up in prayer later on in our broadcast but uh you know on our live chat you know even looking here we've got two of our listeners who are both afraid that this conflict is on the horizon and you know it, it is a it is a scary thing to think you know we look and think you know wars of epic proportions such as world war 2 probably won't ever happen again but we often you know need to keep our minds open that you know, there's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars leading up to the second coming of Christ. So we can't rule out the possibility that that may happen, but we can't worry about these things. We need to keep our focus on what we need to be focused on, and that is walking with God. That is developing that relationship with Christ, replacing that worry with faith and prayer and supplication to God. And that's going to be able to comfort our spirit a lot more than worrying. I'm not saying we shouldn't Definitely. be knowledgeable of what's going on around us because we don't want to be blindsided, but we don't need to dwell in that. We don't need to worry about that. We need to continue our daily walk with God and praying, humbling ourselves unto his mighty hand, making our requests known to him that he may exalt us in due time. That's what we need to do in situations like this. And definitely pray for those who are in situations over in the Middle East that cannot escape that type of violence that cannot escape the uh, the war that may be to come. Yep, that's right. And, you know, we're seeing increasing numbers of individuals from the Middle East fleeing to Europe uh, for that very reason, uh, the fact that there is turmoil and violence occurring in, in these nations. Um, and it, it's, it, again, it's, it's, it's horrible. We need to pray for those. And, and like you said, I, I definitely do agree. It is a sign of the times. Um, and uh, people are going to start rising up and are going to say, hey, Christ is here and Christ is there. And that's it's a little bit later on. But uh, uh, we do have to definitely uh, keep our eyes fixed on Christ and, and know that, uh, that we, we will know when he comes back. But uh, can't, can't await that for that. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I really want to be with him. Um, I'm tired of this world. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the suffering. I'm tired of the uh, of the flesh. I want to get rid of it already. Um, but praise God that we're suffering for his sake because he says our reward is great in heaven. But moving on here, off crosswalk.com, a, uh, a site that uh, I believe is affiliated with Christian headlines. Mm -hmm. um, you know, today's Earth Day, April 22nd. Um, it's a day where a lot of people come together and uh, remember uh, that we need to conserve and preserve and uh, treat our earth as it is our home. You know, uh, God has given us our earth. Um, so, um, you know, people generally come together and and um, uh, and have you know protests against 
you know, oil and all, all sorts of uh, industry that exploits our resources and things like that. But here's an interesting article that reads, Four Reasons Why Christians Should Support Earth Day. And I think we do definitely have a biblical basis for uh, supporting, uh, protecting our earth. Number one, we are called to connect to our neighbors. Interesting. It says collaborating with our communities isn't only the neighborly thing to do. It has implications in the gospel. Uh, it says here participating in Earth Day activities is one way that we can meet with fellow citizens. It's an interesting point of view, many of whom need to hear the gospel. Um, number two, we are called to demonstrate our thankfulness, picking up trash, planting trees, resolving uh, to use less water. All these demonstrate thankfulness to God. Uh, caring for creation is a powerful demonstration of our understanding of God's love for us and his gift uh, of creation to us. Number three, we are called to good stewardship. Interesting. In the beginning, Adam and Eve were given the responsibility to cultivate and keep the earth. That's in uh, Genesis 2, chapter 15. Regardless of our political positions on certain environmental issues, Christians have a spiritual position from God uh, to be good stewards of the world. He has given to us. I think there's definitely a biblical basis for that. And number four, we are called to pursue the common good. Spencer quotes Jeremiah's instructions to the uh, Israelites in exile. Uh, seek the welfare of the city where God has sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. That's uh, verse uh, chapter 29, verse 7. Today, we have the same obligation to seek God for the communities we're called into, and when those communities flourish, uh, we flourish. And of course, this was, uh, uh, believe this was from, uh, let's see here, it was from an individual named Andrew Spencer uh, from the Gospel Coalition. So interesting points. I definitely think, again, there's a biblical basis for uh, keeping our earth. It was given to us by God. We are called uh, not to abuse it not to uh, you know throw it into or create it into a uh, trash pile, so to speak. Um, but I'd also like to, to add in there that a lot of people um, idolize the earth. Don't you see that, Terrence, where people are so concerned about the earth and about you know the way we're, we're headed? They, they almost seem to bow down to the earth, you know, almost seem to exalt earth as if that is, you know, providing us with resources. Yes, resources are produced from the earth, but ultimately that comes from God. Don't right. you see that, Terrence? Well, you know, and even even going back to the Honest to God series that uh, we covered a few episodes, actually one of our, uh, our second episode to our uh, seventh episode, I believe it was, it was our seventh or eighth episode that we covered the Honest to God series, and that was one of the things that it talked about is that, you know, it's okay to admire God's creation, but we shouldn't worship God's creation. We should still take care of it because it is a gift from God. It is a gift that we should, uh, you know, treat as uh, as such, you know, treat it as we would God with respect and with, uh, you know, I wouldn't say adoration or, or worship, but definitely uh, respecting the gift he has given us and taking care of it. It's no different than, you know, your body, as Scripture said, is a temple under the Lord, and you should take care of it. The same is to be said for our planet. You know, regardless of what may happen in the end times, we still need to be productive citizens. We still need to respect the fact that the, the world we live in is really blessed beyond what we can possibly imagine. That, that without the hand, of God's, uh, the hand of God, we wouldn't be here. I mean, if we look at, people often say, well, let's look at science and see what science says. And, and, and as we as Christians, let me just say this, we shouldn't look at science as the enemy, but as something that we can use to validate our faith. If you look at scientists today, they say that there are millions of planets across the universe with millions and billions and trillions of stars, uh, you know, that are out there, but yet we haven't found life on any of those yet. So let that sink in for a second. Because of the vastness of the universe that God has created, right now, to our human knowledge, we are the only existence, whether it be bacteria on another planet, you know, we're the only life forms that we know of. And we should take that and really respect that because we are the image bearers of God. God created us in that image. He created everything for us as a, as a gift. So we should treat it as such. Respect it, treat it as a gift, um, and definitely, you know... Am I saying that uh, 
you know, you should give up your, your two-ton diesel that, you know, does two miles per gallon. <laughs> Maybe not from a, you know, an earthly sense, but from an economic sense. I mean, look how much gas you can save or diesel you could save by going to a hybrid. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't have to have a dually truck to drive around. I can I can get one of those hybrids because but, believe but me. But I love dually trucks. Um, there's nothing against them. I love them too. But <sighs> I, I'm looking at 50 miles per gallon. Are you kidding me? I'd throw 10 bucks in the gas tank. I'm good for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can get a you can get a Chevy Volt if you want to increase your miles per gallon. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, I love Dodge Ram 2500s. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a dually. Just you know. Oh man, the the sound of that engine just oh just it it fills you up with this feeling. I don't I don't know I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's a guy thing, but well, uh, let, I I definitely understand you there, Terrence. Um, well, let me put it, it this it, way: everybody listening uh-huh. at home, you can go to Carasquito Auto Sales <laughs> in Miami, Karis- Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got a we got a we got a 2015 Dodge 2500 Ram you know, on sale for 15.999 MSRP. <laughs> I'm joking, uh, but uh, but definitely I, I definitely see your point. Um, and and like I was saying to you uh, before the broadcast, you know, we definitely have a problem with uh, with pollution in in, in our world. Um, pollution uh, in the in the hydrological on a hydrological standpoint, pollution in an atmospheric standpoint. Um, so we definitely have an issue. You know, uh, in our in our world today, with with our uh, uh, with our trash and and what we throw uh, into into the earth, um, but again, you know, to 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 almost bow down to Earth and to say, "Oh, Mother Earth, how bad we're treating you," and and to and, and to go to that point is uh, is a little bit excessive, and and we we definitely have to watch out with that. But moving on here uh, to a final article here, uh, here's something something interesting. It's it's out of out of the opinion section of crosswalk.com, um, and apparently it's trending. The article, article is titled "Should Christians Smoke Pot Now That It's Legal?" Mm. And obviously, obviously we know mm. the answer to that. But let's see what the article has to say here. It says, Mm. these days, there seems to be an ever-widening gap between what is right and what is legal. That's true. As Americans, we treasure life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As Christians, we seek to serve and glorify God in all things. But what happens when these two ideals come into conflict, particularly when it's in the pursuit of happiness, quote-unquote, right? That's a question more and more Christians will have to ask themselves as marijuana becomes legal. With the recreational use of marijuana, or pot, it is more commonly called, uh, in Colorado and in Washington, it's, it's now legal. Most people believe it's only a matter of time before the substance is accepted nationwide. However, Andy Crouch of Christian Today believes the new law changes nothing. In his latest article for the website, uh, Crouch asserts that drugs like pot have no place in a Christian lifestyle. Um, and he uh, includes a, a scripture here, 1 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, why should Christians flaunt their freedom in matters of such grave consequence for the poor? He writes, it's hard to imagine a more direct application of Paul's admonition to the, uh, to the uh, Corinthians. It says, be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights uh, does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Um, he says, is marijuana a cultivated celebration of the created world, one that enhances and sharpens uh, uh, image bearing in, its, uh, in all its dimensions? Or does it merely substitute for the consolations and comforts of life, live truly and honestly before God and other people? In our cultural context, the answer seems pretty clear, and the way of true freedom is clear as well. And I definitely do agree there. Um Man's laws do not supersede God's laws. That's right. You know, uh, just because man says homosexuality is acceptable, for example, just to throw out something that has been trending lately, um, uh, it doesn't mean it's right. The same thing applies to to pot. Uh, God calls us to be of a sober mind. God calls us to uh, not be under the power of any. And let's face it, folks, when you're smoking marijuana, you are under the power of marijuana. You are uh, in a state that uh, that produces altered mental status in many cases, um, and you are in a state that is, uh, you know, it produces a a feeling that derives from the flesh. It's simply a fleshly, carnal desire that is not. Uh, not justifiable before God. It's not a righteous act before God. The same thing with drunkenness. You know, um, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. Why? Because I'm, I'm in an altered state. Um, so 
you know, we, we, we see a lot of people on the Christian radio network, Terrence, that like to come onto the channel and say, well, hey, you know, God created marijuana, so oh. it must be must be good to use. Well, you know, I love Brother Tommy's stance on this. Brother Tommy is a UPS man for life. That's his username. And he says, well, God created sand. You don't see me snorting sand, do you? <laughs> well, but he, here's here's my thing about it is, you know, you're looking at it being used for illegitimate purposes, you know, recreational drug use. Smoking pot for recreational use would be no different than taking a bottle of hydrocodone uh, and deciding, oh, I'm going to get a buzz, so I'm going to take a few hydros or a few somas or a few Xanax or a few, uh, you know, um, Seroquel, I think is one, an antidepressant. But just, you know, it would be like taking a, a controlled substance, you know, pharmaceutical uh, you're, right. you're, if, if you're doing it that way. But my only concern is is the medical benefits. I mean, it, to me, I think there's a way that you could use this for legitimate benefits for medical research and use. No different than you could appeal, and I think you and I have talked about this before. But the problem that sure. we're going to run into is, are we going to be able to stop it past a medicinal use, and are we going to be able to control it in a sense of a medicinal use that this needs to be, you know, those who were suffering with just, you know, cancer patients, you know, those who are dealing with a lot of pain, you know, um, that that is just, you know, pharmaceuticals cannot help with. Uh, I would think that this would be a good alternative. But mm-hmm. as far as a recreational use, I mean, that's the same as going out and getting drunk. I mean, really, I mean, Scripture talks about that. Be of a sober mind. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Yep. And if you humble yourself unto the flesh... You're going to be devoured by Satan. You're going to be consumed by those desires of the flesh. So, I mean, it's a touchy issue, I think, not in the sense of not talking about it. We should talk about it as Christians because iron sharpens iron. It gives us a better understanding if we do talk about it. And But with this, do I think recreational use is the smartest idea? No. Would I vote? In my opinion, this doesn't reflect the Christian radio networks, but this is my opinion. Would I vote for it if it was on the ballot? No, I didn't when it came on the ballot for Arkansas because I've seen it uh, be abused, and I know it will be abused. I prefer it to stay controlled um, and illegal for those who want to use it for illegal purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, again, for the medicinal uses, legitimate medicinal uses, not the, hey, doctor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having some... Uh, having some uh, wrist pain. You think you can do something for that? You think you can give me some weed? You know, I mean, stuff right. like that. I mean, come on. But that's yep. going to be the responsibility of the doctors to ensure that that stuff doesn't get leaked out. It's going to anyways. You look at pharmaceutical drugs today, kids and, and even adults are mixing alcohol with these pills for super effects and abusing uh, over-the-counter, or not over-the-counter, well, even over-the-counter, like uh, triple C's, cough, cold, and uh, I think it's... Uh, Cortocedin, cough, and cold. You know, it's, it's, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's something Definitely. that we could probably go into later on as a continued uh, topic for discussion, maybe over in our Zello Ministries in uh, Christian Five. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and to quickly comment on that, I love how um, he sort of closes out what he has to say. Um, uh, he says here, here's the blunt truth. People who use marijuana for enjoyment are dancing with the devil, with an addictive drug that compromises your health, vitality, and ability to protect and provide for those who rely on you. And the uh, author of the article writes, As Christians, our course is clear. As followers of Christ, it is our privilege to live in pursuit of Jesus and not chase after worldly pleasures. Those, uh, Though marijuana may become legal in America, it does not mean that Christians have to partake in it. Christ has given us freedom. Let's be sure we don't use it foolishly. And that's exactly what Paul writes. Don't use liberty as a cloak for uh, lawlessness or unrighteousness, uh, but but rather redeem the time, he says, because the days are evil. And he says, by love, serve one another. Yep, we're supposed to be sanctified. We're supposed to be set apart from the world and the ways of the world, and uh, you know we're just going to have to face this um, as a, as a group of believers, as a, as a as a church. We're just going to have to take a strong stance on it and say, hey, if you're going to follow Christ, that means that you're letting go of the flesh as much as possible. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means that you're walking away from the flesh 
and towards God, not the other way around. Yeah, and as we uh, as we close out this segment, move on. Uh... You know, and again, we can continue this topic after our show in Christian Five, which is a channel on our Zello Ministries. You can go to the iTunes Store, or Google Play Store, download Zello, which is Z E L L O. You can download that from your App Store and search for Christian in all capital letters and the number five. That is going to be together. There will be no space between the word and the number. And we can continue this discussion in depth and get the opinions and those, uh, basically the advice of God. What is the word of God saying? We can go into detail there. But our next song, that we're, or our first song that we're going to play in our broadcast, is a uh, Christian uh, hip-hop artist that contacted us via our Facebook page at Christian Radio Network. And uh, her name is Lisey B. And Justin, you and I had the privilege of previewing this song before tonight's show. And why don't you tell them a little bit about the words, uh, briefly, real briefly, about uh, you know what the, the message of the song meant to you? Well, I think it was a very upbeat song. I love the tune. Um, it, it, just, it just really brings um, uh, the love of God. Uh, to us in a way that is just so upbeat and energetic. I I sincerely enjoyed listening to the preview. I hope you guys will enjoy listening to the preview as well. That's right. It is Lisey B. with Your Love. Supposed to be, yeah. Your love, your love, your love, 
Was your love by Lisey B? Wow! What an incredible, what an testament. amazing song. I mean, it's it's just so upbeat. It just so clearly and eloquently um, uh, explains the gospel. Uh, you know, you called me out of darkness, and I and I just lay down my life for you. Um, amazing! I, I I it's awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, it really. really I was looking at Lee CB's Facebook page uh, uh, and, and was looking to see how many uh, stations in the United States. Now, keep in mind, she is a uh, Christian hip-hop artist that lives in Australia that was from New Zealand. So she's halfway across the world. There's actually a 15-hour difference, and I believe it's actually midday Whoa. of tomorrow where they're at now. So, you know, they've got a little bit of a jump ahead of us and tomorrow. So they're listening to this about noon or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I-, I was looking on there, and I think we're probably one of the top five stations that uh, or programs that has featured her song here in the United States. So definitely uh, an awesome moment to be able to take something that is, you know, giving glory to God from halfway across the world or all the way across the world for that matter, and be able to share it all the way on the other side of the globe. And I think that's, that's amazing. It's, it's cool is what it is. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, it's really awesome. Um, But uh, yeah, the the song is, is great. I think it has the potential to reach a lot of people. Oh yeah. Um, You know, coming from, you know, uh, my, my point of view, my perspective uh, in the world, if you will, uh, my position, I guess, um, you know, uh, as a young adult, uh, you know, I can say there are a lot of young adults that, uh, you know, I believe uh, there he is. Hip hop, they love uh, rap music or or just music that that has this type of tune to it. Um, and if yeah, uh, can you still hear me there, Terrence? Yeah, you're good. I think you cut in. Terrence, but, uh, you there? Yeah, we we got the uh, we got the uh, gist of what you were saying about the hip hop and rap and the culture today. But uh, continue. Oh yeah, yeah. As I was saying, you know, a lot of uh, of youth really enjoy that type of music. So, um, you know, bringing that uh, to that type of culture, I think it will be really effective uh, as far as preaching the gospel's concerned. A lot as far as right. sharing a testimony's concerned. I, I know, uh, speaking uh, from my own experience at, at church, um, there are a lot of uh, young adults in my church who enjoy. Uh, this type of music. In fact, uh, there's a brother in Christ in my church who listens to Haitian hip hop. Um, hmm. So you know, it's very it's very popular among our youth today. So really great song, Lisey. If you're listening, um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome. But as we move on to our next part of the program, we continue our series. This is actually section five of the Do Over series. Experience new life. In Christ, And of course, if this is your first time listening to our program and you haven't had the ability to go back and listen to some of our previous programs, uh, you can do so by right here on Mixler. But even our earlier programs, which are not available on Mixler, you can go to TalkShoe.com forward slash TC forward slash 137514, I believe it is. And you can listen to all of our previous right. broadcasts. Uh, but... This is basically a a series that not only is targeted towards those who may not know Christ, but also to those who have strayed away from Christ. And as we continue, uh, not this Tuesday, but next Thursday, we should begin our new series, Awake, uh, A Renewed Life in Christ. So, or a call to a renewed life, excuse me. So that's going to be an interesting series. But as we start this section, A Fight You Can't Win By Yourself, We're going to be digging into the book of Romans, chapter 7, verses 14, all the way through to chapter 8, 
verse 2. You see, we're not alone in facing our ongoing struggle with sin. In J.R.R. Tolkien's trilogy, The Lord of the Rings, plays out in a land called Middle-earth. Hobbits, tree creatures, and other characters dwell in this unique land. One figure is a flawed hobbit named Gollum. Since he has held so long into the corrupting power of a magic ring, his body and mind have degenerated. Gollum is a hideous being controlled by base desires. In one chapter, Gollum has a heated argument with himself. He switches from evil to good and back to evil again. This raging conflict elicits sympathy from the heart of the reader. In Romans 7, Paul spoke to the ongoing war within all believers, the enduring struggle with indwelling sin. All Christians find themselves in this frustrating feud. Arrows of temptation continually fly in from all sides. The good news is this is that Jesus is or has excuse me Jesus has delivered the death blow to sin. We may be at war but we are never a picture of defeat. Paul identified the struggle but celebrated our ultimate victory. Justin yeah, that's right, uh, and I believe uh, what you're referring to here is in uh, in Romans uh, Romans seven fourteen uh, through eight two is what is, is that right? That's correct. All righty, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do or that do I rather, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do, that I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God, after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now into Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Yeah, and if we look at Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 23, imagine two Olympic-sized strong men. One has a vice-like grip on your right wrist. The other holds your left hand like a boa constrictor. And at the whistle, you're caught in a massive tug of war, your body painfully pulled in opposite directions. This is Romans seven fourteen through 23. The war with sin is real, agonizing, and intense. Nobody has been able to reach heaven by the law. So what about the law? If it leads to death, then why does it exist? The law represents the unchangeable standard of God. Salvation by grace does not de-emphasize God's high standard of holiness. The law points us to faith in Jesus Christ. Reading these verses can be quite confusing. In some moments, Paul seemed to be caving to defeat. Had Paul thrown in the towel, waved the white flag? Hardly. The apostle was encouraging his brothers and sisters, identifying with their continual need for the gospel, exhorting them to remember that we are all in the middle of a sanctification process. We are on our way to something better. At the moment you enter his kingdom, God makes you his. He starts polishing and preparing you on the path to holiness. Does a Christian face temptation? Yes. Does a Christian feel embarrassed by his remaining warts? Yes. But Romans 6 teaches 
Filled by God's Spirit, the Christian has the ability to move forward, to hold his or her head up high, to overcome. Holiness may be slow going, but the artist is unreasonably patient with his people. We see this in Simon Peter. The night before Jesus' arrest, he warned Peter. Compassionately, Jesus said, Simon, look out! Satan has asked to sift you. When you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus knew that Simon would succumb to temptation, and he knew that Simon would not be defeated by his sin. Simon Peter would receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, and he would rise up as a pillar in the church. He would have the cap, or excuse me, the capacity to strengthen others. In Romans chapter 7, verses 24, all the way through chapter 8, verse 2, lament means to cry, to wail, to howl, to grieve. The Old Testament book of Lamentations reads like a diary of despair as the prophet Jeremiah named each of his nation's ills. Psalm 51 is another example of this. In this celebrated chapter of Scripture, King David exposed his grief over sin. His sorrow cup spilled forth, splattering all over the page. With all sincerity of heart, he repented of his self-destructive relationship with Bathsheba. David is not the only broken-hearted person. Our tribe of sin carriers is quite familiar with lament. In Romans 7, 24, 8, and verse 2, Paul lamented over the disappointing reality of his ongoing sin. He had already confessed how he disguised, or excuse me, how disgusted he felt by his shallow behavior and self-centered tendencies. Every time Paul thought he was free and clear of sin, a new failure sprang up to take the other's place. They seem to, or excuse me, there seemed to be no end in sight. What a wretched man I am, he declared in verse 24. Then he asked the all-important questions. Who can put me out of this misery? Who can rescue me from this body of death? The answer comes forth. Only Jesus. Let's, let me say it again. Only Jesus. Okay, now this time I want everybody to say it with me. Only Jesus. Jesus. Pay attention to the final note, though. Paul's main point in this chapter is not our hope of heaven or our eventual freedom from the presence of sin. Paul's primary focus is managing the torment of temptation that plagues every Christian. The tug of war is real. So then, with my mind, I myself am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh to the law of sin. We do not face this struggle alone. Jesus Christ is with us to give us victory. So here's our challenge for you this week. We want you to live it out. It's freeing to know that we'll become more and more like Christ. But what do we do in the meantime? We win the next battle. Just choose one. Choose to treat someone right. Choose to walk away from the temptation. Repent. Talk freely with God about your sin. Confess it and then turn from it. Memorize 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 as a reminder. And then close the door of temptation. Identify what makes it easy for you to fall into sin and to take steps to make it difficult. For example, someone struggling with pornography should place the computer in a public area of the house. Only the second coming of Christ will end our epic battle with sin. So fight on, dig in your heels, and when sin pulls, pull back until sin falls in the mud. See, Christ has already delivered the death blow. And then sharing this uh, story from BibleStudiesForLife.com forward slash articles from the Walking with a Limp from the Home Life magazine, Lust. It's one of the reasons I almost didn't write my, my last book. When asked to keep a diary of my attempt to live without telling a lie for an entire year, for the book to be perfectly honest, I knew I couldn't do so without confessing what I'm capable of and still capable of. I know what you're thinking. Are you kidding? At your age, you're 50! And you have one foot in the grave and the other on a skateboard. Hmm. What do you think about that, Justin? Hmm. <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, uh, definitely funny how he puts it there. But um, uh, you know what what was talked about here today? Something I struggled with. 
you know, something I continue to struggle with to a certain degree. Um, and it has to do with, with condemnation. Uh, yeah, you know, I love that scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Um, and we've got to realize that, you know, God is not there to condemn us. He loves us. He is there to help us. He, His will is our sanctification. So he's going to be there every step of the way to lead us away from the flesh and into the spirit. And 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 is a verse that I have hid in my heart and is one that I that I know. So when you said 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, I'm like, yes, definitely. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not some unrighteousness, not 75% of unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. That's right. You know, he has the power to forgive our sin, wash us clean. He doesn't keep record of wrongs. And and that's something I, I didn't understand. As a, as a young Christian, keep in mind, folks, I'm not a mature Christian. You know, I'm, I haven't been a Christian for 35 years, you know, you know, whatnot. You get the idea. Um, right. But as a young Christian, I, I thought, well, man, I sinned against God. Um, you know, man, what am I going to do? How does he think of me now? You know, it's sort of like when you do something wrong and you know your dad's going to gonna discipline you, you know, you like, yeah, you knocked over a vase oh, all that <laughs> at, feeling. Your, at, at your home or something, you know, and, and you know what you did was wrong and, and you know your dad's going to to find out you know there's no uh, hiding it from them you know the same thing is it, it can be applied to, to the way I felt you know whoa what am I gonna do and it, it wasn't until uh, you know a certain brother in Christ brother Hal who is also a partner with us here on, on the Christian Bridia Network came into my life to explain to me a few things here I didn't really understand um, you know God is, is not there to point out your inconsistencies and he's like oh oh you see what you did bad bad. You know what I'm saying? God, God, God loves you. He's going to chasten you. He's going to discipline you, but he is there to help you. So, um, uh, you know, Romans seven has really comforted me as well, as far as understanding that, um, you know, even though I try to strive for the kingdom of God, and even though I'm trying to labor to enter into his rest, I'm still going to have troubles with this flesh. And oftentimes, I'm not going to be able to stop it because it's not I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. That's right. And, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because we look, and I'll keep this very brief as we move on to our show, but it's it's awesome to be able to, you know, as I as we commented just then, you know, God will chasten us. He will discipline us just as a loving parent would discipline their child. Not out of hatred, not out of wrath, but out of love. Because God loves us. And would would your parent be any different if you went against something they told you not to do? Growing up as a kid, we thought, our parents don't know what they're talking about. They're old. Of course, they were probably in their 20s or early 30s when they had us. But still, you know, as a, as a five, six-year-old kid, we're thinking, oh, they're ancient. But, you know, and all jokes aside, we thought they don't know what they're talking about. But then when we start reaching that pinnacle age of maturity, when we start learning why our parents set down those rules, then we understand. Same as the relationship with God. When we become older and more wise in his scripture, therefore we develop a wider and broader understanding of why he laid out this law this way because he knows that it can hurt us he knows that it can lead to damnation he knows that it can lead to eternal separation from him so he wants us to follow his commandments because he doesn't want us to get hurt and he doesn't want us to suffer and you know speaking of suffering and hurting i know we've had some prayer requests tonight come through our mixler chat Right here on the uh, CRN Evening Show, I know there is a uh, uh, a brother who joined us actually in our Zello ministry on Zello, who sent in a prayer request. I believe he said, uh, "Let me scroll through the tra- uh, through the chat here, uh, Justin. If you get to it before I do, feel free to cut yeah, me he, off." Yeah, he, 
Yeah, uh, I don't know the individual's name, but he goes by Joker1981, and he says uh, that he'd like some prayer for his son, Keegan, uh, who's going to have surgery uh, to, uh, May 8th, rather, uh, by the brain area, he says, in St. Paul, Minnesota. He's only mm-hmm. eight years old, so we definitely are going to uh, to lift him up in prayer. That that just that just breaks my heart. Yeah, and you know we can't we can't look at this this way. You know, in our honest to God series, why is there suffering in the world? And it's a byproduct of sin. Maybe not your direct sin, but just the sin in the world. So don't don't look to anybody listening and thinking, my goodness, how can God allow this to happen to a child? We must remember that God meets us in our suffering. He suffers as we do because he has suffered more than we do. He sacrificed himself on a cross for us and bore all the pain and all the deaths for those from then to the present to the future of those who come to accept him. So Christ meets or God meets us in our pain through Christ. So definitely we'll lift him up in prayer. And Brother Justin, that is the only prayer request that I had come in tonight. But uh, definitely add anybody. I, I had out some there. more. Uh, oh, did do I you have some e- more? Yeah, had some more from prior in the week. Uh, gotcha. You know, one of the uh, communication we use uh, on the Christian Radio Network to communicate with our partners here. Uh, Sister Samantha uh, takes care of a child, um, and he has a, a a stomach bug, and I believe uh, later on um, uh, she had said that uh, she had to, to take him to the hospital, him or her to the hospital, because she, uh, he or she wasn't able to, uh, I think it was she, there you go, wasn't able to uh, keep any water down. So we definitely want to pray for that as well. And uh, Brother Gerald, um, who is one of our other partners on the Christian Radio Network, um, uh, is asking for prayer for his pastor's little boy who's in the hospital. Unfortunately, he says he has had a fever of 103 to 104, very dangerous there since Friday. Um, so his name is, his name is Wesley. So definitely want to uh, pray for uh, for him as well. Yeah, definitely. We definitely want to also lift up anybody out there who may be listening that has any unspoken requests as well. And Justin, uh, if you wouldn't care, if you'll lead us into prayer and uh, for those prayer requests, and then we'll go straight into our CRN Word of the Week. Absolutely, Terrence. Let us all bow our heads in, in reverence to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord. We thank you for the time that we have here on the Christian Radio Network CRN Evening Show. Thank you, Father, for allowing us the resources and and the ability to come together as a a body of believers uh, to worship you, to exalt you, to defend your truth, uh, to take a stand for Christ in these last days. Thank you, Father, for providing us with the ability um, to uh, to just be in one mind and one accord in the Spirit of God, as you you've called us to be, um, lifting each other up in prayer and and admonishing one another, and and just uh, all around um, having a fellowship that um, some others are not able to have in the world, uh, but we are able to have here on on the CRN Evening Show. We are thankful. For for that, Father God, we are thankful for your love. We are thankful for your grace, that you don't keep record of wrongs, that you're always there to help us in time of need. And we understand, Father, that you will chasten us because you love us, but we will gladly endure that chastening because we love you and we want to please you. Father, I'd just like to lift up a few brothers and sisters uh, to you in prayer, Father, and, and definitely uh, pray for uh, you know their, their families and, and various people uh, in their lives, Father. Father, first off, I'd like to pray um, uh, for uh, one of our users, Joker's son named Keegan. You know who he is, Father God. Um, I, I just want to pray uh, for his surgery that he's supposed to have on May 8th in, in Minnesota. Father, I, I just pray for uh, guidance uh, on behalf of of the doctors and uh, individuals that are going to be taking care of him. Father, I pray that you would give them uh, wisdom and understanding so that they would be able to effectively treat uh, this young this young boy. And I pray, Father, that uh, everything would go according to your will. I pray, of course, for peace and, uh, for the family. Um, I pray for, uh, uh, for uh, a comfort during that time so that um, they would be able to be consoled in, in such a uh, such a time of stress. And Father, just may your will uh, be done concerning concerning that child. Uh, Father, I'd also like to pray for uh, for Wesley, Brother Gerald's pastor's son. 
you know who he is, Father. I just like to pray for his for his well-being, uh, for his health. I just pray, Father, that that fever would be down. I pray, Father, that even right now you would begin a healing process in him if it is according to your will, Father God. Uh, and I just pray again that your will be done um, and that you would give uh, the physicians that are taking care of him the wisdom and knowledge necessary to effectively treat him. Uh, Father, I'd also like to pray for Sister Samantha uh, and the child she takes care of. Father, I just pray that uh, that child's health would be uh, would be well as well uh, concerning the uh, her inability to keep keep water down. Um, certainly something, Father, that is definitely wrong. So I, I just pray, Father, that you would uh, uh, restore her health and that she would be in good health if it is according to your will, Lord. Um, and I just I just pray for comfort for Samantha as she, as she helps uh, this this little girl in in, uh, in, in time of need. Um, and Father, I'd just like to pray for any of those who are listening out there today. Um, Father, I, I pray for those who don't know you who don't know your son, Jesus, and the amazing love and the amazing peace uh, and joy that we have in relationship with you, Father. Father, I pray that you would touch those people. I pray that they would understand that you love them and that you desire to have a relationship with them. And I pray, Father, that you would lay it upon their heart to seek you day and night for truth and understanding. As you say in your word, seek and you'll find. Ask and you will receive knock, and the door will be opened unto you. You are knocking on the door of our hearts, Father. And we, uh, I just pray, Father, that we would we would let you in. Um, and and Lord, uh, I just also like to pray for those who are listening who have unspoken prayer requests. Um, I pray for those who may not have the courage to come forth and and ask for prayer for specific issues. I pray, Father, that that you would comfort them in their time of need and and that you would uh, be able to help them in the situations that you're, they're going through. This that they would be able to overcome those situations and just give you the praise and the glory for victory in Christ Jesus. I pray for salvation uh, for those on the Christian Radio Network who come to our channels. I pray that your spirit would move in mighty ways. Um, and I pray, Father, that uh, as we end our week, uh, that we would be in the spirit of God, keeping always focused on you, keeping always on the alert, because the devil comes to seek or to, to, uh, to seek whom he may devour, Lord. Um, let us not be sifted as wheat as Peter was, Father. Let us be always in prayer lest we fall into temptation. So we give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And as we uh, move forward, Justin, you have the CRN Word of the Week. That's right. The CRN Word of the Week, chosen by me. Ain't that something, right? Uh, Brother you know Paul, again, <laughs> Brother <laughs> Paul had uh, come to me at the beginning of the week and uh, had uh, had said, hey, you know, you want you want an undertaking for this week? And I said, well, okay, let me, let me think about this first, but sure. Go ahead. Uh, so he charged me uh, with uh, coming up with the CRN Word of the Week. And CRN Word of the Week, as we said in the beginning of our broadcast, is Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. Quite a bit here, but it is filled with lots of awesome meat in the Word of God that we can uh, dig into and just give praise and glory to God for. So here it is, starting at verse 5. Wherefore, as by one man... Sin entered into the world, and by, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law, or when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But... Not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. 
For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the sin, I'm sorry, that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, get this guys, grace entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I, I realized there that I read uh, to, uh, line twice, but uh, each week we will post a different salvational message, uh, passage, or verse. Usually, it's posted by Brother Paul on our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com uh, and just type in the search box uh, "Christian Radio uh, Network," and, and of course, these scriptures uh, may act as a conversation starter on our CRN channels. Um, so definitely, definitely get in get in contact with the brothers and sisters on there. We can definitely go ahead and talk about it. So I understand we have a, a song coming up here, Terrence. That's right. And I want to make a quick, uh, I've, I've got to share this. This is so awesome that, uh, you know, we got a reply from the artist Lisi B about her song, Your Love, which the words of that song were just were just awesome. They were speaking to the heart and definitely sharing the love of God. She made a Facebook post on her official Facebook page, said, Thank you so much, Terrence and Justin, for sharing your love all the way over in the United States. Uh, you guys are amazing. It's such an honor and a blessing to tune into the CRN Evening Show, even though it's lunchtime here. God bless <laughs> you in your ministry. And listen to these hashtags. Hashtag CRN, Christian Radio Network, Christian rap, Christian music, radio, Arkansas. Oh, wow. <laughs> USA. <laughs> music, gospel, blessed. And she is just an incredible person uh, to, to talk to and definitely uh, somebody I think that is, is definitely being blessed by God. But this next song, I think, fits perfectly with our series tonight on Do Over, Experiencing New Life in Christ, and definitely ranks up there with Lisi B's song, Your Love. It's Francesca Battistelli with Lead Me to the Cross, right here on the CRN Evening Show. Came flat. 
the cross right here on the CRA evening show folks it has been an awesome show here tonight we've had so much to talk about so much to do we featured a song by an Australian hip-hop artist Lucy B your love which I thought was amazing she thought was amazing our live chat listeners thought it was amazing just the word of God is being spoken here on the CR and evening show and it is absolutely incredible brother Justin has been fantastic to be with you again tonight don't forget you can join us in all of our social media on Twitter at Christ Radio Net on Facebook at Christian Radio Network and of course you can visit us online at Christ radio.net on behalf of all of us here for the CRN evening show and the Christian radio network Justin and I say God bless you and come fellowship with us next Tuesday at 10 9 central right here for the CRN evening show God bless you everybody we want to thank you for joining us on the CRN evening show and fellowshipping with us for more information, visit ChristRadio.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.